Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Live 95's Ronan Moyles joins me. Good morning, Ronan. Good morning, Joe. Now, Neffet, they were doing the conga at the conference last night. Well, maybe not quite, but... Things haven't gotten to that level, but maybe not far off. <laughs> they seem to be, they seem to be in, I mean, by their standards, in reasonable form about where we are. I think they were, to be fair, Joe. I was, I, that, that was the overall, um, I suppose, the overall impression I got off them. They seem a bit more confident. Roland Lynn said something which... He, is, is kind of not something you expect him to hear him say because they're so cautious. He said he reckons we're probably over the worst of COVID-19 for this year. I don't like for that for this year bit, but... Um, I mean, but for him, that's the equivalent of singing, oh, what a beautiful morning. Yeah, yeah exactly, it is. And he, he also urged people, I suppose, you know, the, the numbers are, are still up, up kind of close to 1,900, but he, he does expect by their modelling, if we stick to these uh, restrictions, that we'll get it down to between three and 400 um, by the time they come to review restrictions again um, at the start of March. So, yeah, yeah look, um, by their standards, as you say, they were going around the room yesterday. And the Limerick cases? Sure, so uh, yeah, there was 32 new cases uh, reported in Limerick um, yesterday, down from 48 the day before. Uh, 14 day incidents rate 316, that's also now uh, below the national average, remains below the national average, it has been for quite a while now. Unfortunately, among all the sort of good news, we have to say there were six further deaths related to COVID-19 reported yesterday and two, or sorry, 829 new cases, uh, five little deaths occurring in February um, and one in January and the number of people with COVID-19 in ICU is 176, two fewer than the day before, and 1,211 COVID patients in hospitals, uh, 39 additional hospitalizations in the previous 24 hours. The thing I'm not really clear about, though, Ronan, and you know, maybe they are being very careful, and that's why I am not, is the sense of, as you say, being between three and 400 cases at the end of this month. But what that might mean for all of us stuck in our homes for the majority of the time in March. I think they're, as you say, being very careful not to address this. They don't want to raise expectations and they're not by any means saying, look, if we get to this 300, 400 figure, that we'll all be out and moving around the county and outside the county and all around Ireland and all that. Certainly, obviously not internationally. We won't be moving for quite a while. But I think they are keen to, uh, maybe they they want to give the government a little bit of breathing room and and they want to stay away from those recommendations. Obviously, it's it's ultimately the government's decision what happens. But I I would, uh, I'd say... That's very intentional that you're not clear about what might happen come the 5th of March because they don't really want you to be, you know? I see what you mean, yeah. We're chatting to Live 95's Ronan Moyles and in the first hour we had a very interesting chat uh, with Rebecca Barry who's supervising pharmacist for Lloyd's in Castle Troy and she was um, talking about not being as clear as she might have expected to be now as to where pharmacists fit in the vaccine rollout. And she was pointing out some of the things that they will have to get over, the challenges around, for example, the monitoring of people after they get uh, the vaccine and how many can be in a particular pharmacy over another. And that's just one sector. Um, Obviously, GPs are still trying to grapple with exactly what it means. Then we heard Minister Niall Collins say yesterday that there's likely to be a mass vaccination centre at the Radisson Hotel on the Ennis Road. And we were wondering about that because, again, Dublin, Cork and Galway were mentioned over the weekend when it came to mass vaccine centres. We didn't hear a word about Limerick until uh, Niall Collins mentioned it yesterday. So what about vaccines and variants of the virus? Yeah, sure. So there's... um 
been about uh, 230,000 uh, uh, people who have received at least one dose of, or sorry, who have, uh, uh, yeah, received one or two doses of the vaccine. 151,000 their first dose, 79,000 their second dose so far. Um, you know, the, the thing with the vaccines is what they're expecting really is that what will happen and what they're hoping will happen is that once they get the, the first couple of cohorts done, that once those vaccine centres open, um, that you'll see vaccine numbers rise very quickly. It's a, it's a long, it seems like a long wait for that to happen. Um, but that's certainly their hope. Um, obviously something they're going to have to be also cognizant of is, is, as you mentioned there, variants and other, you know, types and mutations of, of COVID-19. And, and when it comes to that, um, <clears throat> It was reported yesterday that 11 cases of the so-called South African variant um, have been identified here. Now, all those travel-related, not community transmission, and none of the Brazilian variant. Um, really, the, the, the big concern at the moment, and, and the big one that they're watching, is uh, the English, the so-called UK variant. Um, that's responsible for now uh, well into the majority of, of the cases here in Ireland. That's obviously what they're concentrating on at the moment, but they will have to be cognizant, obviously, of the South African variant, which has been identified um, in travellers, uh, people travelling into the country, because um, that one seems to be certainly on, on kind of preliminary results, um, um, less affected by uh, certainly the AstraZeneca vaccine and, and we don't really have much information about the other two. Um, I suppose the encouraging thing is that the, the dominant variant here in the UK or is the UK variant and they seem to think as well um, that the, all three vaccines so yeah. far are, are quite good against those and I just want to mention as well, um, there was a question about the uptake of a vaccine among healthcare workers. I know you, you've probably heard it across the media where there's some talk of them, of, of some nursing homes having to run raft and give cash prizes to to make sure that people took it up, staff members that is, um, at the at some nursing homes now and other healthcare settings. Um, Dr. Ronan Lynn said, look, th- there's still very high uptake um, of, of it, um, of the vaccine among those healthcare workers. And also that there's no question so far um, of them making it mandatory um, to, to, for those people to uh, get the vaccine. But he obviously very much encouraged them to get it uh, when they were offered it and said, look, there are people out there with, legis- with con- what he called legitimate concerns uh, about the virus or about the vaccine, the side effects and that. But he said... Plenty of information out there on reputable website. Go to the HSE website, even ring your GP and ask them, and they should hopefully be able to allay some of those concerns that people might have. Right, we're chatting to Live 95's Ronan Moyles, and there was some advice about going to and from work, if you happen to be doing that at the moment. Yeah, obviously, again, the message being that you should work from home where possible. Not possible for everyone, as we know. So, uh, again, Dr. Ronan Glenn said he'd prefer if people from different households do not commute to work together, but if they have to do so as safely as possible, they should wear masks in the car and have windows open to allow for a good ventilation. And he said he very much <laughs> this understands. Morning. What? <laughs> this morning. This <laughs> morning. Unfortunately, yes. I, I, I walked to work this morning. Plenty right. of ventilation, but uh, okay. had to wrap up more. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's that's unfortunately mm. the position we're in. But he, he said, "Look, he understands that not everyone is it possible for them to go to work by themselves. But just if you can at all, uh, uh, try to avoid that." Mona must have great air conditioning in his car. 
Oh, yeah, I know. I, I, we won't we won't speculate as to what Dr. Ronan Edlin drives, but uh, yeah, it might, I'm sure it does. Okay. Well, look, I, I I felt it was a bit more positive anyway last night. Yeah, me too. God knows we need to much. hang on to any bit of positivity we can get about yeah. this um, at the moment. And just one other thing before you go, you attended a virtual meeting of Limerick City and County Council to discuss the massively controversial and much debated on this show, Kuna Nakashin Road. I did, yeah. There are other things going on, um, as we know, uh, around Limerick, and this has been the other hot-button issue. And I suppose without wanting to tread over, because a lot of what was said at the meeting, to be fair, has been said, yes, uh, has been said on the show. Yes, and we've heard here on the show. Yeah. Um, but what I would like to point out, and we uh, something we hadn't heard before, uh, was uh, from uh, Pat Daly, who's the uh, CEO of Limerick City and County Council, Chief Executive. Um, he, he said um, a, a significant investment on the north side of the city is dependent on the completion of the Kuna to Nakalashin Road. Now, that he, he didn't give much more detail than that, but he certainly seemed to be, I have to say, hinting at something, I, I, I would imagine. So they're very keen for that to go ahead. And the other thing he also said, and this came from the council, has been suggested before, that he felt that if the project didn't go ahead in full and this two-thirds idea um, did come about and did go through this from the council's point of view, that there may be some uh, issue around planning and and the permission that was given and that process may have to be reviewed and uh, perhaps gone back over. So they were the couple of things I thought was interesting from that. That is interesting. I'm not expecting you to know this, by the way, but I'm just pointing out that Minister Niall Collins told us yesterday that there was going to be a virtual meeting. Apparently it is a weekly event, but I think he said right at the top of the agenda between the Taoiseach, the Taunashta and the leader of the Green Party who also happens to be the Transport Minister, Eamon Ryan, the person in question here last night, and that the Coon and Nakashin Road um, was going to be very high on that agenda. We haven't heard yet, yeah. I know, what emerged from that meeting, but it would be interesting to try to find out. We haven't, and, I, and another meeting that's taking place, I, I, it, it probably, it, it could be very well today, actually, or, or may have been even yesterday, but... Um, that officials from the council themselves were due to meet with Minister Eamon Ryan as well early this week, so that I would say that's either yesterday or today. Still, I haven't heard any outcome from that, but if certainly if we do hear something, we'll, we'll bring it to you. OK, great. Thank you very much for all of that. That's Live 95's Ronan Moyles. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.